Three Sports Guns presents the Brushback Pitches, high and inside. Usually a 90-mile-an-hour fastball thrown at the batter's head. The three Gunthers ready to shoot off their opinions on everything sports. The Brushback Pitches. It's the Brushback Pitches podcast presented by Three Sports Guns at Three Gunthers. Blair. Tyler. Harold. In partnership with My Retro Radio. Thank you to onside producer Rick Mason. This week, kind of uh, actually a lot of bevy of topics, nothing super huge. But last week, we ended up with a, kind of a social issue, starting with a social issue this week because the NBA finally made good on its threat and pulled the All-Star game for next season out of Charlotte. And Pops, you know, in a country that's kind of indifferent and everybody says things, are you surprised that they actually called their own bluff? Well, they had no choice because you can't threaten to do something and not do something. Because if you threaten to do something, you in essence got to do it. Silver probably will in the future watch what he's saying and not back himself into a corner. But he basically did what he said. And I think with as much as with Stern, you didn't believe anything he said. Silver seems to be the type of commissioner you can believe everything he says. And I think he's trying to straighten out some things here. Yeah. Uh, I think so. You, you could talk about this. Sports does have an effect on politics because of the chasing the dollars. And the idiots that run North Carolina probably, for some reason, didn't think much about that because they're too busy reading their Bibles and committing sins. Right. So the holier-than-thou sanctimonious jackasses pass these laws that basically take away laws to protect genders other than male and female or whatever yep and it, it's just ludicrous i mean I, I don't think the bible was created so that you could say huh he's not with us he's against us kill him i'm pretty sure we're all supposed to be love brothers and sisters yeah. you know love love thy neighbor i mean we keep forgetting that one do I mean, unto others as you would have done unto you well that's the golden rule but if that's in the bible touche tell the people in germany tell the people in france tell the idiots in the middle east Tell the numbnuts in North Carolina, okay, because this passing this law is, is like, did, did they get Mike Pence on the line and say, Mike, how did that go? That bad, huh? We're <laughs> going to try something like this here. It reminds me of the Ken Burns Civil War series when they talked about, they talked about South Carolina seceding, and the best line I remember hearing out of that was, South Carolina is too small to be a republic, too big to be an insane asylum. And it, to me, you're kind of along those lines in, in North Carolina that, that I don't know where the, the idiots Republicans think we are, but this is the kind of crap that doesn't win you elections. No, I agree. Tyler, do you remember off the top of your head, because Pops referenced the Indiana thing, what the figures were for Pence's screw-up and that? It was hundreds of millions of dollars, right? Because Comic-Con was the big one. Well, it wasn't Comic-Con. It was some kind of lower convention. Okay, but, I mean, that was, was the like big one. Or and then there was the expansion with uh, Angie's List was the other big one, I think, right? Yeah, because yeah, Angie's it's, List was mainly it's, situated it's, in Indianapolis, and they moved out. Right, and so I know that you have a what's the ballpark figure for Charlotte losing the All Star game? It said a hundred million. I don't know how true that honestly is. That might just be some kind of ballpark number, but I'm sure it's a lot. I'm sure it's tens of millions because something like this. And he said that he just saying he doesn't. It's hard to fathom, which I can I can sort of agree with. But yet, no, okay. Well, I mean, what do you think, Tyler? Let's just say it's it's a it's a large amount of money. It's a worthwhile amount of money that would have helped them. Let's just say that. Yeah. They don't need the money in North Carolina, apparently. Apparently not. You know, or whatever state built that stupid Noah's Ark thing. Again, like I said, too small to be a republic, 
too large to be an insane asylum. It's just stupid. Slightly off topic. There was some stat that said, if I think it was Kentucky is the state that has the no arcs replica. They said if the guy that donated the money that it cost to build that had donated to the homeless, there wouldn't be homeless in the state anymore. I, I think, uh, which is a which would be a charitable yeah a charitable act. Can't but do no, that. No, you no, you got to get the Bible out and God, do what the no. Bible says unless you're committing sins. And then you're like, no, 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 this doesn't apply now. And then you get a gun out. No, no, this does apply now. It's just it's hypocrisy left and right. It's, the conservatives are idiots. Oh my God! It's just. I think Blair, much as anything else, these states passing this law is kind of a way to get this to the Supreme Court to challenge that law that Obama did the executive order on about a month or two ago about the uh, bathroom, bathroom thing. Yeah. yeah, that's what really what it is. They're going to pass this law. Somebody will get a court to say no, nah, it's it's illegal, and then they'll just they'll keep taking it to Supreme Court, and Supreme Court will have to decide. Who goes to what bathroom? Because that's really what it boils oh, down to. But getting back to sports, Ty, what do you think about the the NBA? One, calling the bluff, but two, I think, again, being at the forefront of this issue. It's different because technically you would say Silver's not supposed to do something like this because he doesn't run the NBA. He is, for all intents and purposes, a figurehead hired by the owners because right. the owners agree on somebody kind of making sure everything goes smoothly between everybody. One good thing I heard was they said that Goodell could never do this and would never do this, and Silver probably shouldn't have done this because, technically speaking, they don't think it really makes much money sense, and at the same point, uh, he's probably not allowed to do this, but he still did it anyway. Because a lot of people think he didn't really ask anybody, he just kind of gut-checked feeling this. It was like, I'm doing this, and I'm going for it. And after the fact, the owners agreed with him, but no one believes he was just like, oh, uh, he'd be like, oh, the Bulls agree with me and the Hornets agree with me. Like, he didn't check every team. They'd be like, you're, you're on my side, you're on my side. Like, he just was like, all right, I'm doing this. And he kind of pulled the trigger on it. It takes the balls on it, and it worked. So, I mean, people agree with him, and you got the same kind of, you get the same reaction you would expect from North Carolina, where they blamed liberal media and sports elite, and they don't understand North Carolina way of living, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> It pretty much worked the same way the way you thought it would have worked. Well, they don't have to have a team either. So, I mean, if they're really upset, Charlotte could go somewhere else. I mean, it's failed before in that uh, city, hadn't it? Yes, I don't want to know how long the Carolina people live if they think like that. I think as much as anything else, this is, in a sense, probably the right thing to do. I think, Tyler, he has more than his ability to powers to do this because he can do what's right and wrong for the NBA. Who is that player that come out of the year? Jason Collins? Yes. Okay. Well, we can all agree that the NBA, if if not exactly embraced it, is at least kind of like, say, we're on board with this. They're right. okay with the. Okay. They, then they can't go into another city that says has these damn laws because it's going to fly in the face of what's going on. That's for the good of the NBA. Yeah. Let's also look at it from a business standpoint. Could we also think that the NBA people are kind of when catering to that, uh, the gender, the, the you know, the gays, the etc because it's from a business standpoint they're also out because god knows where the nfl stands on it Who knows? because just when you think that hey maybe that they're getting in the 20th century thinking they go back to the caveman era and start beating people over the head with a club i i think at least baseball and and the nba are at least in the 21st century is embracing that part of the american uh, yeah. you know people that, that that they want their business now whether that's right or wrong and whether this is happenstance in relation to taking the the all-star game out of the charlotte it's it's a fact you know they're just not the boys the, adam silver's not running the boy scouts national basketball association of america they were they're there to make business having said that it seems to fit their ability to cater to those people and also 
send a message to the idiots in North Carolina that we're not going to tolerate this. Do you think there's going to be any backlash for the NBA? I, I have a hard time seeing what it is unless, let's say, Trump gets in as a president and decide that he's going to throw all the immigrants out of the NBA and then no more Dirk Nowitzki and et cetera, et cetera. That, that, that's the only thing I could see. He's going to have to put in a lot of work on baseball. Right. He's all these damn foreigners. <laughs> I, I just I don't see it, Blair, that, that there's really a downside to the NBA. I, I think that, and they told Michael was kind of pleading for this. They basically said, if you idiots get rid of this law, we'll come back in 2019. It's not exactly like saying we'll never come back. We're just saying we're pulling it out. We'll be back if you get rid of the law on us. Tyler, do you think there'll be any backlash? Who would backlash? I don't know. I just, I mean, I think Pops makes a good point because obviously there's businesses that are pro-gay marriage and pro-LGBT right. rights, but obviously there are also businesses who are on the opposite side of that. Right. Well, obviously, Pence, the Republican platform, all those idiots, the, the rich, white, Upper class snobby bastards are the ones that run. Are they're talking about this? But the NFL owners, the NFL general managers, there's still such a dearth of blacks in executive positions in yeah, football. Big time. Okay, well the rich white old codger bastard white people are the NFL owners. They also happen to be the Republicans, and they can't figure out why we can't win an election. Right. Exactly. You're in the minority. Yes. And it gets bigger every day, the gap. Right. Okay, from a more serious note of stupidity to a more fun note of stupidity, Derek Rose left Chicago, still puts his foot in his mouth. Got to appreciate it. Not on our team anymore, but Pops, you want to take this one? <laughs> I'm glad to see he's in midseason form with sticking foot in mouth and making himself look like an idiot. He's a, he's a knee injury away from being in midseason form. It's hard to fathom where, where we were with this guy coming out of the 2011 season thinking, boy, you know, this is looking good for Chicago. Right. And then five years later, it's like, I'm glad that idiot's gone. Big time. Um, it's, it's sad, but it's life. The injuries, I don't think, really had anything to do with him and his, like, pursuit of money and, and the opening up and just being stupid. I mean, there, there's, I, I, well, there was a great saying that said, if there's a doubt, I said, I'd rather be quiet and have people worry about, think about me being stupid as opposed to opening my mouth and confirming it. In essence, and that's what it is Not here. Not a bad saying. I think it was uh, Mark, uh, I can't think of his name. Not good with words today. Anyway, whatever. That's so the, enough that's about Derek Rose's problem. life story. We're talking about the comments that he made about super teams. No, thanks. I, I don't think so. Um, okay. For the background, because Pops are just dancing around it, Derek Rose made comments about, of course, because everybody's asking everybody about Kevin Durant's decision. And his comment was, everybody's looking at super teams like the Golden State Warriors and us, the New York Knicks. And then, of course, the media laughed for five minutes, and I think the press conference ended right there because... Well, I was going to say, I think they're a super team in relation between the Knicks and Nets, but be outside of the greater New York metropolitan area. No, you're not. Well, you're talking about the 2011 season with Rose. I mean, they, they signed the 2011 All-Star team. That's what they're going right, for. Right, and if we could get Doc Emmett Brown to come back, get in the time machine, go back to 2011, he might be right, but I just don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> Because that team's going to have more games where those guys are dressed in suits on the sideline with, with Spike Lee pulling his hair out versus yep. actually winning games. Yep. <laughs> Tyler, do you have any, I, I mean, good riddance to Derrick Rose, but do you have any comments about him saying that the Knicks are a super team? I think he has to say it because he has to play himself up. He's in a contract year, and he's the only guy there that doesn't like seem like he's signed long term because Melo's there, Przingis is obviously going to stay there, Noah got a four-year deal. And so he's he's got to talk himself up because he's got to hope to stay with the team. And if the team does well, 
then he'll probably stay there. And the other part is that if they sell enough tickets, maybe no one will care and he'll stay there. Oh, they're going to sell tickets anyway. It's New York. I mean, it is Madison Square so that's Garden. irrelevant. I mean, but at this point, I think Derek Rose's best case scenario would be to shut up and play. I think nobody wants to hear what he thinks about... I mean, he could solve world hunger, and at this point, I'm not sure too many people want to hear him open a mic anyway. No, because somehow, even if he did, he'd screw it up in the press conference, because he just he's a blithering idiot. He is an idiot. Okay, let's move over to baseball, and uh, the big story for baseball, we're talking about uh, outbursts or some st- stupidity here, and I'm kind of curious where you fall on the line on this one, Pops, is the whole Chris Sale thing. He gets He's suspended now from the team, and then he gets he gets a start postponing. He gets sent home because he tore up a throwback uniform that he wasn't happy about wearing. And I'm kind of curious as to where you fall on this one because apparently his reasoning was he didn't like the idea of a promotion, but at the same time I don't get it because baseball does this all the time. So I like Chris Sale a lot, and I'm on his side with the whole Kenny Williams thing earlier in the season, but this one to me seems like an isolated tantrum that it's hard for me to fall on his side with. Uh, typically, Blair, teams allow the starting pitcher to decide what jersey they're going to wear. At least that's, that's what I've heard in okay. relation to the Cubs. I mean, now, fair enough. Also, what I heard that the jersey is uncomfortable, considering how, how hot it that. was, that, I, again, this goes back to his decision. I think we're dealing with something beyond the fact that, I ain't wearing this damn jersey! There's something else brewing in that clubhouse. No, I'm not, I'm not denying that. So I think this is just, he's been building and building. And if you watch the Sox, they're writing new chapters on how to blow games, thanks to Dave Robertson. And it's just, it's unbelievable how many games he's been blowing. I think they had a three or four run lead in Seattle. Sale was nope. going great Monday. Eight, and then eight, Robertson eight, come in and like, you guys want to win this? All right, four fastball. Boom, boom. Boom. Yeah, Game think, over. I think Sale pitched eight innings of like one hit ball. Yeah, they bring Robertson in. Instead of putting out the fire, he throws more gas on it. I, I think he's frustrated. There's really no direction with this team. Mm-hmm. I'm not for sure how to judge Rick Hahn fairly or otherwise. I think Kenny Williams is still in there. But Robin Ventura in the clubhouse doesn't really give you a lot of, of faith that he's actually paying attention to what's going on. And I think that he should be fired. We could get into whether what you do with this team, but I think Sale's just beyond frustrated. He's pitched about as well as he has in the last few years. Yeah. and doesn't have a damn thing to show for it. No. And, and they're wasting Sale's talent. He says this is his prime years. I think he's just frustrated with this team, and why wouldn't you be frustrated with this team? Tyler, the resident Sox fan, your thoughts? As far as I say, I don't think what he said is ridiculous, uh, especially because I think if he was on a better team, he would have even a lot more support because the two biggest things people came out with was they said Kobe one time did this with shorts where he literally got so pissed off, he went halftime and he changed his shorts. He didn't care. Like He's like, I'm t- I don't like the shorts because it was some weird retro ones, and so he changed them. And then this past year, you'll remember, LeBron hated the, the, the shirt season. So he tore the sleeve off during the game. Yeah. That was last I mean, that's, year, it's no, terribly I not, it it's not terribly different. These guys were just on the court, so they couldn't be, you know, they couldn't maybe voice it. They just had to actively just do it because they couldn't, maybe they could be seen, or I guess Kobe was had to come out anyway. But that's probably what, that's why I heard. I've looked at, the, if you look at it, it looks like they're wearing polos. I don't think playing baseball in polos would be terribly comfortable. Well, the Sox wore something like that, Tyler, back in the 70s. But again, I, I think if you allow the starting pitcher to decide the jerseys, then that's what you do. But there's seems like a lot of these teams, whether it's Friday it, I mean, or Saturday, wear certain throwback jerseys. So in, it might be out of his hands. In fairness to promotions, they booked it at a probably past date, and it just fell on that date. So... 
Again, possible. I'm hearing what you say about the pitcher picking, but more than likely they picked that date okay, for a reason way back when. Well, the Sox are trying to get anybody to come into that place. Again, but yes, it, the promotion was probably picked way back I, I when, know, and Sale just happened to fall on that date. I'm not going to blame him. I, I think he's a guy that cares, and he's the best pitcher on a really bad team. I don't know about bad team. He's the best pitcher on a really mediocre team that has no direction. It's rudderless, and I think he's just beyond had it this year. No, I, I think you're right. That's definitely part of it. Tyler, what do you make of, of Sale's frustrations and now the rumors? Well, they've kind of backtracked now. It was they were listening, and now it seems like everyone kind of has a consensus that they're really not going to do it. I mean, what do you make of Chris Sale's possible frustration slash the possibility of trading him? I don't think they'll trade him. I think they're doing that whole thing where you listen in case you get like – you listen – and you let them know it's a king's ransom, and you hear what they come up with. But then, then they get back to you, and they come up, and you're like, no, nope, that's not it. All right, never mind. Because I feel like everybody does that all the time. They shouldn't trade them. They're not going to get what they want. I mean, look what look what Tampa Bay got for David Price. Price. Remember how much we talked about how disappointing that was? Yeah, but over years of t- trading him, possibly trading him, and that's what they got. And we're like, oh, Jesus, wow, that was not there, even close. There's to work. a little bit of a difference, though. I mean, I think you're a better comparison, and Chris Sale would have even more value because of his contract. You'd have to look at the the Cole Hamels Texas swap would be the one you really have to look at. Well, I'm just saying, it just doesn't. It, I don't think you'll get what you want, and I I also would say that history does not look kindly on trading a not not only a great player during that time but an all-time great player that an all-time great player of an era i just don't think it works out like it it just to me that looks stupid because it looks like you had an amazing player and you traded him and you're you're not going to get close to that and you're going to hope that a team who couldn't figure out how to build around a really good player can figure out how to take lesser players and win. Pops, I think we all know where you fall on this side I of the argument. I said this a year ahead. ago, and you two guys said I was an idiot. Like, Tyler still disagrees with you. as clearly just his answer. Okay, let, let's let's put Sale to the side. I trade everybody else. and Even Quintana? Yes, because we've seen Houston, the Cubs, and Washington trade everybody, get high draft picks for three or four years in a row, and all of a sudden shoot up to where they're contending for playoff spots. That's the model that you need to have. Now, I think you need to get rid of Kenny Williams. We thought putting him I mean, in as executive vice president the right people, in so. charge of playing Rubik's Cube and screwing up the baseball team isn't working. I want him gone. The Rick Hahn thing, I'm not really for sure either because the draft picks, they're questionable. I mean, Anderson's been good, but I, I don't know. I mean, who he, else? Well, the kid they got ringing up, what was the uh, Fulmer? Fuller. Fuller. He's in the bullpen. No, Fulmer's in Fulmer. Detroit. Yeah. Fuller is in Chicago. Well, anyway, him. Right. Uh, that guy. Um, Roden has right. been a disappointment. He has. And that, that's, that's a Han slash Williams draft pick. I understand Tyler's thought. Not only are you trading your best player, you're trading arguably one of the top pitchers in baseball history. And you have him. It's not even like he's a free agent. Right. And that enhances his value. I don't know if you could get rid of Abreu because he's been massively disappointing. Yep. Robertson, which I said we talked about this two or three weeks ago, I'd trade him. I just looked. Over the last two weeks, ERA of 18. Over the last month, ERA of 5. That's probably about what I could do. Uh, I don't know if you give this guy away. It, he's just been that damn disappointing. Sale would bring you the, the biggest net back. Yes. I think the reason that you trade Sale and everybody else is, one, to get prospects, two, to suck so bad that you're pretty much guaranteed to get the number one draft pick. And I think that's the reason. I think you trade Sale... Because I think they said the average the average attendance over the last five years has been around 26 out of what, 30 baseball teams. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're gonna what are you gonna fall three or four spots. Yeah. So it's not gonna hurt that. 
Yeah, let me throw something at you. I, I don't think you saw my article, but in my article I pitched. I don't remember the last time you did an article. Well, thank you. I'm obviously not paying attention because I posted one. So uh, now who looks stupid? Correct answer, you. Posted on Twitter. No. It is on Twitter. Wow. Yeah. Oh, go two, ahead. oh, for two. I've, you want to go I've for the strikeout? Busy. I've been busy. Punch out. Oh, excuses. All excuses. Yeah. So I suggested because there's, of course, it's going to take a haul to get Chris Sale, right? So everybody's yes. going through the farm systems to see realistically yes. who has the, the pieces to make the trade. And I think CBS narrowed it down to eight teams. It was like the Dodgers, the, the Rangers, who are always in on pitching. And the Cubs were one of them. The thing is, for the Cubs and the Sox to pair up, the White Sox have to not exactly expect top end pitching back. Check, <laughs> they don't have it. They're, That's what I'm saying. It's the, the, cost the best, you the Schwarber, kids. right? And no, the the deal I read because it looks like the Cubs are are not uh, going to trade Schwarber. It was uh, no, they're not. It's Hop, Jimenez, that outfielder, or no, Jimenez is the outfielder. Torres, Gilbert Torres, the shortstop. Those three, Warren and uh, Carl Edwards Jr. was the pr- projected trade. I don't think that's going to get it done. I don't think so either, but I went along something along those lines. For the record, those are three top 100 prospects. I know. I, I think I could see Texas seems like they're deeper in prospects, possibly the Dodgers. I mean, I could, the Dodgers seem like they have a deeper – because if you're going to trade sale, you're going to want some young pitching back and young positions. No, you're going to want to mix. The Cubs could really don't have it. Uh, that's what I, but just to wrap up, that's what I wrote in my article, but I also pitched the idea that the Cubs would trade Hamill to open up a rotation spot and take back Robertson so the Sox could get rid of money. That was, I, yeah, but I, I, I could see that. I that, wrote that in the sense. article, I said, the only way this is going to work is if the White Sox are not wanting you know, top-end pitching back, which I don't see because usually when you trade off an ace pitcher, you're usually going to get one pitcher back that's pretty highly regarded. So Texas or the Dodgers seem like the match if it I'd happens. I'd say probably the Dodgers. I, at this point, I still say you trade sale, but who knows? Maybe the, the quote-unquote temper tantrum was based on some of these rumors that maybe the Sox released listing and maybe that honks sale off. Who knows? Could. I could see could. keeping him, but I would trade him only on this caveat. Like I said, I don't want I want Kenny Williams gone. Retire him, go down to Arizona and screw around there, stay the hell out of the baseball operations. Tyler, last thoughts on the Sox or flip over Cubs here, talk a little trade rumors. Uh, I think some of the young guys you could give chances on because this is Roden's only this is only one full year of experience so far with Roden. So he he could always bounce back, but I agree with Pops. I don't like Williams. I still I just don't know about Han because the other problem is is you just you don't know what's Williams, you don't know what's Han. Right. So you can't you yes. can't give Han credit because you don't know what was his idea, what wasn't his idea. Agreed. No, and you're so right. I feel like you'd have to I guess you'd get rid of Williams, you get rid of Ventura, give Han a chance, and if he does well, you're like, Oh well, he was actually had some good ideas or if he does terrible, it'd be like, All right, it was two idiots in the front office that were screwing it up the whole time. Right. Okay, flipping over to the other side of Chicago here, Pops. The Cubs made a, I guess, a minor trade, as everyone would call it. I mean, minor. A, a need, but not a huge deal. Yeah. And they got rid of, they, they, that, I think you consider, that's what I wrote in the article, too. I said, we've seen the Cubs now spend some big money on contracts. This is, we haven't seen them make one of those big buyer trades yet, though. No. And this still isn't the case, but it no. was, I think you call it the, this is the first case of them trading from their surplus of bat prospects. Yeah, I mean, Montgomery has pitched really well this year, not so much last year. He's a lefty, he can start and relieve. You kind of have that anyway. Because you had Cahos on injury list, you had Clayton Richards. He's Warren a, he's now got sent Warren. to AAA. So. That doesn't make sense. I, I, it's it's a minor move at best. I hate to see Vogelbach gone, but he wasn't going to play behind Rizzo, can't play the That's, outfield, can't catch. How do you so. feel about it? Because I know it's a minor move, and I know Vogelbach 
is blocked. I looked, he falls in the top 20 of the midseason report for the Seattle's farm system now. So, I mean, it was Montgomery, who I know has a future control, which is what Epstein said. They're not going to mortgage one year against the future. But I, I don't know. I guess I, I saw Vogelbach and maybe have a little bit more value because I'm a Cubs fan. And I thought, agree. Eh. I'm not terribly satisfied with the trade. Right. I think Especially because from what I read, they traded Blackburn, and then the guy well, they, they got back pitchers. from Seattle, yeah. I think Blackburn is the better of the two out of that. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe they feel bad for Seattle. <laughs> I don't, really don't know, Blair. I'm sad to see Vogelbach gone. I like to think he has a little bit more value, value than what they got for him. Having said that, God knows what, but the Cubs are like grabbing every, Joe Nathan just got called up yep. and he's coming off Tommy John. Yep. I understand that when your pen is kind of in flux that you keep grabbing guys, throw them out there, see what you could do, but they're going to have to make a move. And it sounds like Miller is off the market for the Yankees, which doesn't make sense, but the Yankees are still deluded enough to think they can make the playoffs. And maybe they can, but they'll be gone if they do. Yeah. Again, the Yankees should trade everybody, but the Yankees are the Yankees thinking, well, hey, we're the Yankees, we're not the whatever, we're the, the bad teams, we're not the Tampa Bay or whatever's going to sail or the Padres going to sail everybody off, we're still the damn Yankees. But I think Chapman will be moved. Now now they're holding it up to the highest bidder. Speaking of which, uh, I want to throw a scenario at you because I think from the, from the rumors, and maybe they're just something that was perpetuated by the media, but I think the conversation between the Yankees and Cubs never got anywhere because the Yankees held firm that they wanted Schwarber for, for Miller. Miller. And I, I, at this point, agree with Epstein that I wouldn't make that trade. Someone suggested, though, what if the base of the deal, and you probably have some other moving parts, was Schwarber, and for the Yankees, the return was Miller and Chapman, and that's where you started. Because Miller has two years of control left after the season? Three. And Chapman, of course, is a free agent. No. Yes. Yes, yes he is. No, he is, I think he has two years left of Chapman. No. Or two but, years of Miller. Yes. I don't like it, Blair, because I think everybody thinks Schwarber is going to be... I think Schwarber, Bryant Rizzo, Addison Russell... And that kid Torres, that who was was He's in the their number one prospect. Game, yeah, that's the future of this team. The hope is that Hayward will opt out in two years. Oh, he's having a bad year. Yes, opt he is. out in two years. You can plug Torres in; he'll be fine. I don't want to trade Swarber for a reliever that you have for two years. I understand the potentiality. I'm throwing to, it out. Okay, hold on. Let me get my thought out before you interrupt. Well, you again. already you gave that's, me your answer. Okay, that's four times you're going to jump to uh, me. Well, welcome to the club. I mean, you do it to everybody else. I don't think so. I think the Cubs have got to get a reliever, but the problem is the market's short, and I don't know if they're going to be able to asking get rate is insane. What? Well, I think, I don't know, from your perspective, from my perspective, I feel like each year, because of the extra wild card, it's obviously a, a seller's market because more teams stay competitive or in, in the driver's seat longer. But I feel like... Each year, pitching has gotten more and more expensive, and then Arizona just screwed everybody with the Shelby Miller trade because the the amount they gave up set the bar well, for the well, season. We ridiculed them because it was a stupid trade. It was a stupid trade, and but that's what I'm saying. The minor leagues. That's what I'm saying, though, is that they good sh- job, Tony Larusa, you putts. <laughs> they screwed everybody though because they set the bar so high for starting pitchers for this season, so that just makes everything much that much more expensive. That now everybody has to have their Super Bowl pins. They do. Yeah, you got to well, all the contending teams got to have the the seventh, eighth, and nine fireballers. I mean, the Boston Boston supposedly is looking to add another closer. Well, if you take a look at um, Watchmacall, it's not having a really had it was better. Kimbrel Kimbrel is really kind of might be on the down part of his career. I think he's losing a little bit off his fastball. Back to the Cubs, you got to get a closer. I would think that if I can't get Chapman, I go to the I go to the Tiggers. 
and see if I can get Francisco Rodriguez. From, from what I heard, they're not selling. Yeah, I know, and I don't get that because they're not doing anything. I think they're deluded you to know, think we can contend going forward. You know, that's someone, crazy. someone I've read about that might sell and is getting Davis. Yeah, it's getting close to, but I, I because they because they've been apparently sitting in, in sort of territory of competing. No one's really talking about but, that but, because everybody's been talking about Chapman and well, Miller. Well, the problem is their best players in their system either have been brought up and or traded. So they're and they, they're they're taking a look at having decisions between Mustakas, Kane, Hosmer, and I just they can't afford all those guys. Right. I'd go get Wade Davis, who's proven to be a really good setup guy and he's an effective closer. The question is What's he gonna cost? Right, and probably an arm and half a leg. Yep. Do you think they'll make any other additions besides bullpen? Because I got to think Fowler coming back, they got to feel okay with the offense. Because I feel like everyone they've called up this year has played pretty well. Amora hit 280. Contreras is sticking. Uh, Baez is having a good season. I still think Blair, they get a left-handed bat off the bench, and I would still want another starting pitcher. And I've heard the Cubs are at least mulling around, but I don't necessarily think that they're going to go for that because I think, as you said, the asking price for pitching is unbelievably high. Yes, it is. I don't believe in Lackey and Hamill in the playoffs. I mean, it, the regular season, fine. The playoffs are a different animal. I don't think you have enough pitching. And I think I that's ultimately where, if you don't win, it's going to be based on not necessarily the bullpen. I understand the bullpen will, will shorten your starters' length in the bullpen. I just have a problem with that Lackey being my third starter. It's not good enough for me. Well, because they're gonna go with him, but I mean, if, if stats-wise, uh, Hendricks has been probably your second best pitcher. If you yes. see, because he's got what, like a two-seven ERA. I mean, he's been, in, especially in July, he's been insanely yes. hot. Well, he's a good pitcher. He knows how to pitch. He's perfect example that you don't have to throw ninety-five miles an hour to get no. guys out. He's a pitcher, not a thrower. But I want a veteran in there that I could rely upon, and I, and that guy I just don't think is on the Cubs. No, I agree. That was one of the arguments I made. That's, I mean, that's what we talked about on uh, several times. That's what I talked about in the Sox articles. Is the Cubs just don't have any. We got they got bats for days, which is great because they can make trades. They just don't have any pitchers close that are going to be impact players. I just want to know, Theo, give me a call. Jed Hoyer, give me a call. The other guy, how could you guys not? If you're so good at being able to find guys that hit, why is it you couldn't find a pitcher if you fell out of the sky and hit you five times? Uh-huh. Could hire somebody for the Mets, will you well, please? That's what that's what we talked about. That those first few seasons they drafted, right? Is they talked about how they were going to take bats high because they're usually more reliable, predictable. Yeah, and then they were just going to draft a bevy of pitching and see what sticks, this, and it just still doesn't seem to work. This almost sounds like Jerry Morangelo's aversion to wanting to take first round draft picks. Trade it, and I'll make a second round because I'm really good at making picks in the <laughs> fifth, sixth, and seventh round. But that doesn't make your team. You've got to draft young pitching and develop it. You see the, how much Lester's cost, how much money's been throwing around, what Verlander's making, what Arietta wants, what Price has made. You see where the Dodgers are after Kershaw designed that huge contract. And I think it's getting, the news is not good on him. And I think he's probably going to have to have surgery. Tyler, on the herniated disc, what, what, are the, what do you think the odds are that he's going to have to have surgery? I said highly likely. I'm pretty sure, I don't think Blair was there. I don't think Pops is there, but I told Blair over and over again that yeah, I don't, he probably won't be back this. this year. If he's back this year, he's not going to perform well. He probably needs to sit out. And you're like, oh, I'll be fine. He'll come back. And then what do you know? He looks good, then he comes back, and he I, throws his back out again. And I was like, this you can't just get over something like a herniated disc. It's very severe. Right. This is basically beating that your spinal column holds your spine in. This basically means it's rupturing out. Right. So basically imagine you have a bone and you have something inside it and it's 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 so big it's it's coming out of it. Right. It doesn't sound relatively comfortable or healthy or anything. So 
when I saw that he was going to miss time, I was like, that's not surprising. He's going to need surgery because you just don't get over stuff like this. Yeah, I, I can't, don't just, know. can't just hope your back stops being in severe amount of pain. I don't know if you guys saw the Dave Roberts comments, but I think someone caught him in a moment of being truthful, but not it wasn't cleaned up by PR numbnut from the Dodgers. He said he's probably going to have to surgery and come back the next day. I didn't mean he's, we think he's going to be back. And I think that, again, that's the risk you sign these, these having to go out and sign free agent pitchers. Now, granted, he was their own, but with the Cubs, it's when you sign, you got to go sign free agent pitchers because you can't, who couldn't, they haven't pro developed a pitcher since God knows how when. You don't even seem like you want to draft him in the first round because it scared the hell out of you. No. And, and now you're being held up like because yeah, we're held up they, for being held up the station. Out, huh? They take an outfielder in the first round? Or they didn't have a first round pick this year? No, they didn't have a second round pick either No, because they Never went mind. and signed a bunch yeah. of people free agents. Yes. So next, I don't know God knows where we'll see in the offseason, but the Cubs have got to start developing their own starting pitchers. Then there's really, they don't have anybody close. Okay, let's wrap up baseball, a little fantasy baseball. This week looks like it's coming to a close for the most part and pops i think as in most of our fantasy leagues you got what is it five people right there separated by let's see johnny's sitting on top he looks like he's gonna go 14 and one you and i will be 10 and five daniel looks like daniel will be 10 and five jeff will be nine and six I'll be and 11 then, and five yes sorry 11 and four for both of us excuse me i got that wrong so 11 and four and then jeff or Daniel, Daniel will be ten and five, and Jeff will be nine and six, and then Tyler's in sixth place, still holding out hope at seven and eight is what he will be. What do you think? Because we got, I think, six weeks left. I think in the regular season. Yeah, six weeks left. I think the top teams are kind of sorting themselves out. I think Tyler's probably. I don't know being if being in the wrong division is the problem. I think the scheduling is is the problem, but I think that being in the debt division doesn't help way. either. I've tried the ESPN schedule doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense. No. But he's had the unfortunate of being in the wrong division, but I think it looks like he could still make a run. There's still opportunity to get that number four playoff spot. It, it's I think he's you're going to win this week, right, Tyler? Yes, it would make him seven. Yeah, and eight. I'll win easily. Yeah. You're still two games out, so that's still doable. I think you know after that, I He'd think he'd be three th games out. Daniel will move into four, the ten and five. Jeff well, falls. I got a question about this because I'll be I'll be three games back at Daniel, and the 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 tie the tiebreaker for regular season is head to head, and we're one and one against each other and I have more points so do I have the tiebreaker then? Tiebreaker is more points. No, it's head-to-head -head record. Because I, I checked that. Because I, I thought it was points and I checked it's head-to-head well, -head, and I was I'm like, talking oh, crap, change it because we've always gone points. What? We've always gone on points as being the tiebreaker. No, it, it's head-to-head, -head, I'm telling I'm you. I'm going you to change it. it. I said, t I didn't realize it was but I think it's Maybe we talked about this earlier and we decided to do head-to-head. -head. I think we actually did. Now that I think about it, I think we did. We so just make the second tiebreaker points then. I think that's what we did. Okay. So okay. And yes, Tyler. The answer to your question is yes. Yes. Yeah, so you are you okay. play him anymore this year? No. How about uh, Jeff? I played Jeff twice. I also There's played Jeff one more time. There's a chance right there it's because well, yeah. those guys are tied. Or no, Jeff's what nine? They're going to lose. Jeff will be nine and six. He will be a so game I'll be, behind Daniel. I'll be two games back with Jeff. Three yes. games back with Daniel. Okay. With six yes. games uh, left. Well, I have two yeah. against Jeff, and I have no against Daniel, but. Theoretically, I have the tiebreaker on Daniel. Okay. Hopefully, I don't know if that's how it works. It just says head to head, and I don't. I didn't say anything else after that. I think we. I think we had a conversation about that this offseason. So, Tyler, when do you? What, what? How many weeks in until you throw in the towel? I mean, what? What are you looking here? I don't know if you probably have your schedule in front of you here and have a decent idea because we only got six weeks left, and you're 
three games out of the playoffs. Never. Never. Got it. <laughs> if I throw in the towel, you mean sell my team, then no. I just mean give up on a run because I know you've been talking about that because I think you've been on one of the hottest streaks over the last, like, four weeks. Well, mathematically eliminated means I have to be three games back at Daniel or, or whatever. When I'm mathematically eliminated, then I would obviously give up, but okay, I'm just pop- going to leave my lineup right. as it is. Oh, here's, here's one for you, Pops. Anybody going to beat Johnny? I'm still perplexed as to he doesn't seem like he's doing much. That team has one, lost one game. I think it's going to be you or I, but I just, he keeps winning. I, I, well, I don't know. Granted, he did, did he did a light, did he live draft that team? Yeah. He deserves credit. Clearly, he deserves credit. Yeah. <laughs> I think, and I don't think he's really picked anybody up since the beginning. Like, I think he's checked out about a handful of weeks in and just let the Kinda roster looks run. Like it. Kind of looks like it. Oh, boy. Okay, let's move over to football. Um, fantasy talk for football here. Pops, I know you wanted to talk about the uh, the Bell thing because we're when our keeper league, not the dynasty league, our normal keeper league. There's talks of some some switching, some picks, and some keepers here, and Bell is obviously at the center of it, so it makes things a little bit more interesting. Yeah, I made a proposal to Tyler, who said he didn't accuse me of of like cahootance and trying to screw the hell out of him. He he actually said, I'll think about it, which is almost from Tyler kind of, hey, that's not not a bad idea. I'm just throwing it out maybe to get somebody. The the more you think about this, though, if this four-game appeal goes up, he's one more, you know, Tootsie Rootsky tote, you know, wacky weedus from being gone a year because the next one is a year, and that's where Gordon is. I mean, it's really disappointing that somebody is as good as this player guy is and with fantasy or otherwise, apparently can't put the marijuana down. And I keep tell look, marijuana is not a problem in in the NFL. It's part of the culture. But the NFL somehow seems to think it's it's bad. It's, it's not old, the worst thing old, going on. It's the old white guys. Yes, again, it's pops. the old white decrepit bastards that own the teams and also run the Republican <laughs> Party. Just for the record, so in our league, pops, you have the second overall pick. Yes, and it's a snake draft, so pops will pick second, and then. Nineteenth, uh, twelve, or yes, 19th. sorry, you're right, nineteenth. I did wrong. I offered Tyler so, Thomas swap, Rawls, who Tyler he's has, been all over the. He's running the driving the Thomas Rawls bandwagon. He's not and driving my the first Thomas third Rawls and bandwagon. fifth first third and fifth draft picks for his first third and fifth draft picks in Bell. Yes, and all I got <laughs> Tyler is, picks, think about it. Tyler picks seventh. <laughs> yes, in, in the odd number rounds. Yes, and I told him to take it, and then he proceeded to tell me that he wanted Hopkins for a fifth round swap. Which I said no, because then he has a super team with the second overall pick. So he wants both? He wanted to swap fifth round, your fifth rounder for my fifth rounder and have Hopkins. And then which case he would have Hopkins, Miller, and then he would pick second. Yeah, so I'll take Hopkins, we'll swap first. I might think about that. That one is. What, what is this? Think about this. What, is this Rodens the thinker? This kind of the commissioner of this football? Let I, me think about this. I will. Uh, we we could talk about that one. Tyler, Tyler, what do you think? The bell's your guy. Yeah, I mean, yes, because what? Because he missed it. He didn't fail it. That needs to be same said. Thing, he missed though. it, but it's it's different. It's the same thing. In which once you're in that protocol, you un, you're there. You're there told if you don't if you miss it, it's the same thing as a failed. I still feel like that leaves some room for an appeal somewhere. It depends what the excuse is. I don't. You're right, Tyler. Uh, thoughts, Bell. <laughs> I could say a lot. He hasn't <laughs> asked me my opinion for like five minutes. Even though you're talking predominantly about me or my player and whatnot, I, there is an appeal. That I'm interested in. 
there is an appeal, and don't forget, he won his appeal last time and got some time taken off. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it technically counts because he was he was technically suspended last time because he was arrested with marijuana, but he didn't have a positive drug test. So I feel like he can't do the whole. I think it. I think it. I don't know. I, I feel feel like it's a different process because isn't it supposed to be two four sixteen then ban or whatever. I thought it was four and sixteen. Is it two four and sixteen? Yes. I thought it was yeah, four and Gordon sixteen. Gordon got a two game once time for cocaine or something. The NFL makes it so it's wheel of magical suspension, so right. it's so difficult to the keep track of. The problem is, is Goodell's coming off a high where he torched everything in order. Finally, got Brady suspended. And Brady finally. said, "Finally, do you think this guy's magnanimous enough to say, Le'Veon, this is a little bit different? When you're out drunk and we found marijuana in your car, we tactically didn't drug test you, so we're gonna let that one slide. So this one, because you you missed because you were screwing everybody and you were drunk and you were probably buying marijuana." That's the reason you missed the test, so we're going to be understanding about that. I, I don't think so. I don't know how. I've never. I don't remember last time something like this happens. So I don't know what happens when somebody misses one and how the appeal works. I don't know because what I've heard. What I've heard is people have said he'll he could do all four. He could get it reduced. He it could be gone. They don't know what's going to happen because this does not. This kind of situation doesn't happen. No, I don't think they often. could get rid of him this season. I think the likeliest yeah, is four. I don't think that would happen. Speaking of the suspensions, Tyler, sir, with you, what do you think about the whole Al Jazeera thing? Because it's come out that Goodell has said that everybody whose names was in it has to at least meet with him. Yes, he and said then that a month because, ago. Because, well, but on top, because it's Goodell and apparently nobody takes him seriously, there right. have been a bevy of players that have said, no, we're not going to well, meet with you. Harrison of Pittsburgh said, F you, I'll come when I feel like yeah, it. Yeah, Tyler, so what do you think about that whole situation? I feel like it's really kind of a, it's a load of bull to me that they do this to these guys. But remember, I'm pretty sure Jazeera is the same guy who came out with the report on Peyton Manning, and Peyton Manning conveniently never had anything happen to him. No, that was like a story a for like Super a week, and then it was gone. Yeah, then he retires. They're like, this, well, uh, by the guy gods, I guess Peyton Manning is uh, whatever. Fine. Is, is fine. ISIS now planting drugs on our best best NFL players in the hope of upsetting people to think that they could win the wars? I mean, because I think maybe ISIS is feeding Al Jazeera, which is a Middle East news uh, program or whatever. Now they're getting this. Hey, we found so and so. This is all here. They have no evidence. I mean, that doesn't stop the NFL anytime. I so. know. I mean, again, I'm talking logic, and I can't talk when we talk old Raji in the NFL. I'm sorry. I apologize. Let me retract. So, that are because- we going to have like another like another Deflate Gates type story where all of a sudden you, I think at this point is it a safe bet know. to think that Rogers isn't going to start handing out suspensions to those guys because of the stupidity in the past? Do you think we're going to have a situation like Deflate Gate where he starts trying to figure out how to punish these guys in these reports? I don't know. I no, mean, wait, wait. It, it, hold, it sounds like the uh, biogenics type deal. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, where well, they basically was... suspend them bases off of a bunch of paperwork and hearsay and be like, this thing says you took drugs, so that's good enough for that me. Was, that was, that was uh, not, what's the... Uh, the Ray Bonds? No, the old baseball commissioner. Oh, uh... The, Bud was that? That was the one where he Pud for the Sealy. good of the game suspended a Rod for a year. It was the biogenics yeah. one? Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Actually, God, he wanted to suspend him forever, and they said you can't do forever. You can only do a season. Yeah. And they what yeah. a nightmare. Jeez, I'm Pete. I don't know if they might get these guys in, Blair, and start saying, "Look, you cooperate with us. We'll make it worth your while." And start, <laughs> you know what I mean? Naming names and what? I just God knows where the hell this is going to go. Um, but back to Bell, I, when is the, the other thing is we don't know when the appeal is going to happen. It could happen tomorrow up until Christmas. And, it, boy, if, if owning Bell, I think if, if you knew he's going to be suspended, you could at least plan on it. Not to mention the injury history, just saying. That's a problem, too, because he's either hurt or he's stoned. Or, and maybe he's both. 
or scoring touchdowns. It's one of the three. Well, right, but he's got, I'm telling you, when you when, two years ago when I told you guys that the guy gave, took his marijuana, asked the ref to hold it, hey, I got to run out and go on a route, it's more prevalent than you know and think. No one denied it was part of the culture. It's a, but it was one of my best, it's, better jokes. It's, I'm with you. It's stupid that the NFL focuses so hard on marijuana, but domestic violence. Uh, well, maybe, maybe this will lead to the NFL pulling teams out of Washington and Colorado because of the fact they don't like marijuana and we can't have teams yeah, playing in there. Do that. No, but that's the kind of stupid thinking I could see Goodell trying to pull. That we're going to take teams out and move them. Yeah, right. <laughs> you got last thoughts on uh, on Bell before we wrap up uh, football talk with another football uh, college conference preview. I feel like I had a, I, the throwby sits on everything. Well, first of all, it was, I guess, what a pops his jokes, but it, it only a pops way. He could hit over the head by bitching it every time someone gets <laughs> caught with drugs. Uh, I'm trying to get to the wider I, I, audience, Tyler. Thanks, thanks for raining on my parade. <laughs> no, 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 That's no, no, because no, I get no credit from you guys, so i got to be my own PR people. That one bad. I did champion roles. I was trying to give you good advice. I guess I won't do that now because it makes me sound biased towards your own team or something. I, uh, all right, Pops, I won't give you advice anymore. Do whatever you want. You, you know what? Keep Randy Moss if you want. Go for it. <laughs> good move. Good move. That's all you're hearing. I mean, the rest of the year. Good move. Good, good move. move. Like it. Like joke, it. Tyler. It's good a joke. What was, what was it, Blair? What's it for Rick and Warney? Yes. Tyler, it's a joke. Yes. You know everything, uh, pops. I don't know with you. Sometimes it's a joke. Sometimes, sometimes you took it too seriously, like the girly trade. I tried to tell you it was a bad move, and you didn't want to hear it at me. I don't know. I don't know, pops. Yes, I know, Tyler. And also taking Germany and the or taking <laughs> France and the six and a half in World War <laughs> Two wasn't a good yes. one either, right? <laughs> you give him six weeks. Bad move. All right, let's. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna wrap up the podcast. Another college football previews. We're counting down to football. We're going out west doing the Pac-12 this week. And, Pops, I, I feel like we joke about this with most of the conferences. If it's not, I mean, if it's not the SEC, it's crap. But this is one of those conferences that I feel like, especially with all the, pretty much since Pete Carroll left USC, and then, because then Oregon came to power, and then it was Oregon, Oregon, Oregon. And then, um, what's his face? The coach in San Francisco now. For the 49ers. Yeah, I can't think of his name. My names are escaping yes. me right now. He left, and now it's, like, wide open because then Stanford had a thing, and then the coaches leave, and it just seems like each each year you have no clue because who saw Utah last year, or Cal for that matter? Tyler, did you see them? I don't remember because you see so much stuff right now. I just, I don't know. Did you predict this? Maybe California. I don't remember. That might, I don't know. Because I know I liked him early because I thought Goff had that kind of spread offense that would work in college because they just score a million points like Baylor used to. Uh, maybe so, they'll still do it because that's Sonny Dyke's way to run. Right. So, and then, so, I mean, and that, I mean, agree, do you agree, Pops, that it's just kind of a conference of blah and you just have occasionally, as opposed to, you know, days of old where you had one power team that you knew everybody was going to watch. I mean, who, who are you watching? Do you buy Stanford or was last year kind of an aberration because Shaw had obviously – has it necessarily duplicated the same kind of success that uh, Harbaugh had? Well, he's 54 and 14, so, I mean, that ain't chopped liver. But then you got to stay the, the normal college thing that says, okay, let's see what happens when his guys run the program. Right. I, I don't know. But I, I think that... Because Hogan's leaving. That's a big one. They got right. McCaffrey back, though, which right. is a big which one. Is Tyler's guy. He's, Tyler, you still think he's going to win the uh, Heisman this year? He should have won it last year. He should have won it last year. I know. I mean, this year, I'm saying. No, I think Tyler's actual guy, Fournette. LSU, is going to win it. Yeah, I think Fournette wins it this year. Everybody's going to be watching I don't think it. he'll win it because nobody – I don't think people win it after they have that year. 
because that's kind of like uh, Luck never won it. Because Luck had his really good year, his sophomore year, didn't win it. Then everyone's like, oh, maybe he won it junior year, still didn't win it. You're talking, you're talking about in terms of McCaffrey, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, that a lot of people argue the whole West Coast thing really hurts him. Because all his games are at 10 o'clock and nobody stays up and watches them. Yeah, I guess that's, I think that's playing, a valid point. Okay, you could say that, Tyler. But I also think playing in the pack less is, is a bigger problem because there's just nothing out there. I mean, USC, <laughs> Oregon ain't what they used to be. I know the Arizona's will be better, but the, the competition in, the, in that conference kind of leaves a lot to be desired, like another conference. This is, here, here's just real quick, because I did this for the ACC. Here's the top three of the it's the North and the South for the Pac-12. Last year, it was Stanford finished 12-2, and two, Oregon finished 9-4, and four, Washington State finished 9-4. and four. It was the top three of the North. In the South, it was USC at at eight and six was number one right. in the south. That's what I'm saying. Utah at ten and three, and then UCLA at eight and five. I mean, blah, just blah. Right. I, I just the conference isn't that good, and I think you're right. They don't have the top coaches because they've left, yeah. and that's a problem. And without the top coaches running the top programs, recruiting the top players, you aren't top teams. Yeah, that, that's just it's the problem here. Yeah, that's <laughs> top, my, top, 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 that's top. my top point of this. Seriously, I just it's Stanford. I think. And yeah. everybody else. I think, and that's because of McCaffrey. Shaw deserves some credit because he's kept Stanford relevant to yeah. a certain extent. But I just, the schedule, again, I just don't know if it, it suits them. Let, let's, let's, hear their, let's hear their schedule. Okay. Kansas State. Suck. Well, decent. USC at home. Yeah. At UCLA. Yeah. At Washington. Yeah. Washington State. Garbage. At Notre Dame. I hope they crush them. Colorado. Oh, a whole lot of suck. At Arizona. Nah. Oregon State. Nah. At Oregon. That'll be a good one. At Cal. Decent. And Rice Aroni at the end. Ah, saving the power puffs. I mean that Yes, they want to they want to scrimmage so, for the bowl so, game. I mean the, the only games you, the, conference the, the two big ones you mentioned are Notre Dame and Oregon. And then besides that, USC, UCLA, Arizona. UCLA, you yeah. know, I think Notre Dame's a problem. I think at UCLA that could be a problem. USC maybe at Arizona, they rolled them last year, but it's at Arizona. But, I mean, even in your worst predictions, you're maybe like 10-2, and two, right? I mean, right, that's what you're looking is, at. Okay, but boy, this is the team last year that went to Northwestern the opening week, lost 16-6, to six, and everybody's like, God, that was boy, so this bad. team ain't worth Northwestern this, was so bad last worth year. Spit. <laughs> and then, they, then after that, and, and that that win helped propel. Who, who would have thought the win or the loss to Northwestern would help propel Stanford up the charts. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and then don't forget their last game of the season. They crushed an Iowa team that people thought should have been still in the playoffs. I didn't, but that's just me. I'm just saying out um, loud. They crushed them. I think it's Stanford and everybody else. Do you give Oregon a chance? Because I feel like Oregon has fallen off since, again, I'm drawing a but Chip Kelly left. But they still recruit pretty well. Yeah, it's. I'm sure you get benefits because of Phil Knight being an alumni, and you probably that doesn't hurt. You know, and he keeps giving all sorts of money. But Oregon ain't what she used to be, and I think Oregon will probably make a bold. But I just, I there, I think it's Stanford and everybody else. All right, you pull up the Oregon schedule while we get Tyler's thoughts on Stanford. I don't think they'll be as good this year. I think they'll have like a eight nine win kind of season. Maybe that's. I think what I was saying about schedule Blair, is, is this team isn't as good as I think you'd like to think they are. You think the best team in a Pac-10 is going to win eleven games, maybe ten? Yeah, I don't think so. What's Oregon's schedule? Oh, boy. Week one, because apparently they couldn't find any high school teams that were to play. UC Davis. What is that? What is that? Apparently all the high school teams were gone for Labor Day. That is such garbage. Virginia. Yeah. At Nebraska. Oh, God. They're going to destroy them. Colorado. Suck. At Washington State. Suck. Washington. Yeah. At Cal. Yeah. Arizona State. Yeah. 
At USC. Meh. Stanford. Again, that'll probably be a decent one. At Utah. Meh. At Oregon State. Suck. God, Even with sucks. that schedule, they, they, they win eight games, maybe. Okay, let's let's do a give me give me UC a USC schedule because that's it because that's the other thing right this whole playoff system supposed to fancy up the the non conferences right because we we talked about this last week the first week of the college football season this year is just loaded with insane matchups apparently the Pac twelve didn't get the memo okay who is coaching USC I have no clue Tyler. It's the it's the it's the old guy. He used to be the water boy ten years ago, and because he has that kind of ties with him forever, right? (laughs) It's not Oregon. It's it's another guy that's just been there, been around forever. But if you remember, this guy was four and two, or five and two, or six and two, and then they said they were going to give him. I think he was six and two, and they said we're going to give him a job, and they they got the last two games. They got the ass handed to him. Clay Helton, six and four last year. That's it. Okay. Alabama and Texas. Oh, okay. I mean, they're going to lose, but those are those are nice games. Utah State. Yeah. At Stanford. Yeah. At Utah. Yeah. That's a one and three start potentially right there. Yeah, I agree with him. But I don't see him winning a lot of those games. No. Arizona State. No. Colorado. Which one coaches Arizona State? Is it the old Michigan coach? Rodriguez no. is Rod- at Rodriguez Arizona. He's Arizona. Arizona. Okay. It's I mean, the th- Graham. Graham coaches Arizona okay, State. Okay, you're, you're now potentially two and five. Yes, but this is SC. At Arizona, California, the Oregon Ducks, at Washington, at UCLA, Notre Dame. That's six and six, maybe. Uh, you're being generous there. I was looking more like four and eight. Now, wait a minute. Didn't Pat Hayden hire this idiot as coach after he said I don't want to be part of the coaching hurt search didn't, didn't that what happened I don't remember Pat Hayden's an idiot he's one of those you know how we make fun of Jerry Jones Pat Hayden's one of the Jerry Joneses of the college football scene do, you, do we take a stab at the UCLA schedule might as well they're one of the top teams in the south quote unquote at Texas A&M okay that UNLV it's a, a decent matchup at BYU Meh. Stanford Again, you're, that's a potential one and three start. Yeah. Arizona, at Arizona State, at Washington State, Utah, Colorado, Oregon State, USC at Cal. Granted, we only got through four schedules. The only thing I'm seeing here, and it, that's what's disappointing is, and I know that we have Ohio State in our Big Ten conference, and we make fun of them all the time for it, but again... In the playoffs, supposed to pair together some decent matchups. The only one that has them is USC, and I think we're all in agreement here. They're going to get clobbered. Right. Maybe they, I, might, they might beat Texas. Who knows? I, I don't know. It, again, but this conference has not is. I mean, after USC, you had the Oregon that was relevant. I just Stanford is good, but I think regional power pops. That's they're our, like a that's Michigan our, State. That's we our we thing. talked about that. That we said the or Stanford is like a Michigan State. They're a regional team that's trying to break on the national scene. Yes. Now they're the best team in the Pac-12, but does that does that schedule in the Pac-12 going to help them? No, it isn't. I don't think so. So Tyler and Pops, I think you're in agreement here. That it's Tyler, you agree that it's Stanford and then everybody else? No, actually, uh, the team I think that will win it's Washington. Oh, you're riding the Chris Peterson train. I think they'll put it together this year, and I think he can get over. Uh, he can get over Stanford and Oregon, especially because he plays. They play Stanford at home. September 30th, they play they play at Oregon the next week on the 8th, and they get a week off, and then they don't have then they just play a bunch of the South teams. They play Oregon, well, they play Oregon State, Utah, 
Cal, USC, Arizona State, Washington State. You, you, but that's too. So tough. I think that, if they if they could get one and one and they can end on a streak, they could that could be enough. Okay, Tyler's watching Washington, of course. So then, well, I, well, I also I want to take Washington because I I read last year I read a story that said Clemson could play in the ACC and I didn't believe them and then they won and I was like, all right, I got to I got to believe in a team this year then. You believe in Washington? Washington. I I'm feel like Chris, Washington. You know what? It sounded crazy to believe in Clemson last year. Washington's been that team since Jake Locker. Everybody's like, "Oh, they're so close. They're gonna they're gonna be interesting," and they suck. Okay, Tyler's watching Washington. So the the last question when we do these college previews then is, I'm assuming that you don't have anyone in the playoffs, right? No, I still I just will probably take the Pac-12 champion in. I don't like enough of the Big 12 teams to make it, and I still feel like they're going to be punished for not having a championship. Okay, that's believable. So is it one in the playoffs and one in the New Year's Six or just one in the playoffs? Probably one in the playoffs, one in the New Year's Six. So two, Pops? Stanford in the Rose Bowl. I don't know who else I would pick. Nobody in the playoffs because I think that that's just not going to happen unless there's just a myriad of upsets. Uh, I don't see anybody really good enough to get into the New Year's Bowl. So just Stanford in the New Year's Bowl, that's it. I'm kind of with Pops. The only reason that I would think that anybody gets to the playoffs is what Tyler said is the Big 12 gets punished, but I think one team and one team only. He said Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl's already been played. He means the Rose Bowl isn't a playoff one this season, is it? No, Rose Bowl was the Oregon-Florida State game. That's what he's saying. I think he's saying possibly this not the playoffs. upcoming year. I said they're going to be in the New Year's Bowls, not the playoffs. Okay. Well, he oh, said okay. Rose Bowl on accident then. Okay. Pops, we're two weeks out from fantasy football articles starting. Yes. Two weeks out, position by position. Tyler and Pops will go through those. Check out the baseball articles up on the website. Thank you to onside producer Rick Mason. We're in partnership with My Retro Radio. It's a Brushback Pitches podcast presented by Three Sports Guns and Three Gutters. Blair, Tyler, Harold. I'll see you next week. Join us next time for the Brushback Pitches. Find us online at threesportsguns.com. That's the number three, sportsguns.com. This has been a Gunther Sports and Entertainment production in association with My Retro Radio.